Hello, everyone, and welcome to Amago Season 1, Episode 51, Hiding the Hurt. I'm your host, Vanessa Brown. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Good evening again, everyone. And this week, I want to talk to you from the topic, Hiding the Hurt. And I'd like to use as a background scripture, 2 Samuel chapter 13, verse 20. It says, Her brother Absalom said to her, Has that Amnon, your brother, been with you? Be quiet for now, my sister. He is your brother. Don't take this thing to heart. And Tamar lived in her brother Absalom's house, a desolate woman. There are many dangers of not speaking out when you've been hurt. It can lead to feeling isolated and alone, not getting the help that you need in order to heal, having difficulty trusting others, It could lead to you re-experiencing the trauma through flashbacks or nightmares, developing mental health problems such as anxiety or depression or even PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder. It could lead to engaging in risky or destructive behaviors, having difficulty forming healthy relationships, or ultimately feeling like you're the blame for what happened. Tonight on the podcast, I want to introduce you to someone who knows about the dangers of hiding hurt. Her name is Patricia Berry. Patricia Berry is the seventh of 10 siblings born to the late Jewel Alberta Hughley and Willie Lee Hughley. She's been married to the love of her life, Paul Berry, for 17 years, and together they have eight children and 20 grandchildren. She holds certificates in biblical studies and ministry leadership, a bachelor of science in Christian ministry, and a master's in life coaching and pastoral counseling. She is currently working on her PhD in pastoral counseling and ministry leadership. Patricia Berry is the author of a book titled A Godly Wife and a Worldly Husband, Can the Marriage Work? She is also producing her second book, Falling Prey to the System. She is a prophet, a pastor, a counselor, and spiritual life coach. She enjoys serving the lost and the unchurched. That is, she loves serving gang members, drug dealers, drug users, and people who are incarcerated. Prophet Barry is passionate about sharing God's word. Her objective is to lead people to the Lord and Savior by her testimony. She has served as the overseer of Free Spirit Ministry International since 2013. Besides her work in ministry, her second passion is her vocation and her gift as a seamstress, which she has done faithfully for 48 years. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Prophet Patricia Berry. Hi, Prophet. How are you? I'm doing great, woman of God. How are you? I am very well. Thank you so much for joining me um, on this podcast and to talk about hiding the hurt. Now, we didn't or I haven't read the entire narrative um, about Amnon and Tamar, but it is found in 2 Samuel. So if anyone wants to go back and like read the full, um, the full account, it may be very helpful. But in short, Amnon was Tamar's half-brother and he assaulted her. And it says that Absalom, who was her full brother, they had the same mother, that Absalom, her brother, told her not to say anything. And basically Absalom took Tamar into his home and took care of her. But that's where she basically lived after this assault happened. So one of the first things that I want to talk about a little bit, Prophet Barry, is how do you think this narrative, the incident between Tamar and Amnon, how do you think it's similar or different to the way things are handled in our culture today? Well, it's similar um, to our culture today simply because we see this happening in families today. Um, I, I know of families who have gone through uh, some of what uh, Tamar, Haman, and Absalom. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we see that. We see where uh, the, 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 the person that has been offended has been told by one or more people, don't say anything. Don't tell anyone, you know, mm-hmm. nobody has to know. And, and, and then that person being Tamar now has been forced to take on not just a secret, but abuse, mm-hmm. um, stress, the mental, some of the mental illnesses uh, that you mentioned that would bring about PTSD, you know, that could bring depression, that could bring anxiety uh, in a person's life today. And Haman. Uh, Amnon. Being, I think his Am- name is Am- Amnon. 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 Mm-hmm. He being the one that committed the offense. Mm-hmm. Now he's in a place of needing to repent but can't repent because it's a secret. So when things are being held a secret, there's no need to say, I did it. So the key thing here is because this has been passed down from one generation to the next, to the next, to the next, as you all see from the Bible, it specifies he raped her, Mm -hmm. her brother. Now you got to deal with incest. Mm-hmm. You got to deal with, you know, breaking the law of God, you know, and it's a, it's a, should be, it used to be an illegal law on the land. I, I don't know where that sits right now, but it's against God's law. So now you got so many different sinful things, wrong things, hurtful things that is happening to a lot of people. And, and, and the key thing 
or the reason why God put these stories in the word so he we can be educated and aware that Correct. when those same things happen to us on this earth, we can know how to deal with them or oh, how good. not to deal with them. Right, okay? right, right. God is telling us through the word that this young lady being raped and they put a muzzle over her mouth. They put her basically in captivity, mm-hmm. even though her brother took care of her. But he also wounded her soul. Because it's not her physical that was locked up. It's now her mind. It's now wondering who she is. She don't even know who she is anymore. She don't lost identity while she was behind the door, you know, being locked up uh, uh, with a muzzle. So that scripture lets us know that she became what? Desolate. Is that the word? Desolate. Yeah. Desolate. yeah. She became desolate. She became just of no good. Yeah. I mean, she couldn't do nothing. She, she, she was stagnant. Her life is now at a standstill. And I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned that. So I thought about, um, I thought about two things about how this narrative is similar, um, and different and for our culture today, I think it's still the same way it happened to Tamar, um, that we still have this um, ideology of don't say anything, let me handle it. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that's a big thing in our culture today, right? Don't say yeah. anything, let me handle it. And then the idea that you handling it is going to help me. And that's yeah. not necessarily the case. You know, okay. you handling it with the person that hurt me is not helping me with the hurt that I am holding. Those are two different, two very different things. Um, And I want to, I I want to also take it outside of, um, you know, the physical assault that's on Tamar. And I know that physical assault happens to a lot of both men and women and never Mm -hmm. gets reported or talked about. But I also want to broaden our, our thought process with hurt, mm-hmm. um, not to just include, you know, being raped or being molested. Sometimes being hurt is when somebody has done something to you and you are innocent in it, you know? Yeah. Um, I, and I, again, I can speak from experience in particular that there was this accusation that I, um, that I was mishandling money or had stolen money. Cause once the, once the innuendos get out there, it's oh, out yeah. there. Right. Out so there. there's this attack on, on my reputation and that thing um, hurt me. And just like uh, Tamar, it was, it was people telling me I'll handle it for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll handle it. It was the law saying that they would handle it, go through the right process, Vanessa. I'll, you know, it'll it'll get resolved. But at the same time, while I was holding that thing, you know, mm-hmm. it hurt. And nobody right. was dealing with that that hurt that I was carrying. Right. So right. it it could be physical hurt, it could be um, you know, it could be emotional abuse, it it could be something that you experienced in childhood. It doesn't mm-hmm matter what the hurt is, it is 
how is the hurt processed? Yes. And and not hiding the hurt. So anytime that you are injured, you, you are hurt, and someone says to you, don't say anything, mm-hmm. that's when the injury, I want to say, mm-hmm. um, really has... I want to say the, it has the ability to do more damage. Right. Right. And so for, for Tamar, the Bible describes it in second Samuel 13, 20, that Tamar lived in Absalom's house, a desolate woman. And I wanted Mm -hmm. to highlight that desolate means a state of bleak and dismal emptiness. She had nothing, joyless, disconsolate, sorrowful, mm. um, showing the effects of abandonment and neglect, dejected and distressed. Mm. And Tamar, you know, what's interesting is that hiding the hurt, this lasted for the rest of her life. Yeah. It lasted the rest of her life, Prophet. Um, and I thought, like, you know, that that's real, that's real sad. Um, mm-hmm. because her brother, again, Absalom didn't tell her not to say anything because he was trying to hurt her. Right. He thought he was trying to help her. And for me, I think that again is a situation, um, that now happens. It happened back then and it's still happening today. We still have people, you know, thinking that if they handle it, it is going to help us. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things that I wanted to bring up is uh, relevant, like biblical principles. When we look at um, the, I, I want to call them characters, but yes, when we look at the characters in this narrative, right. Mm-hmm. When we look at Amnon, mm-hmm. When we look at Absalom, Tamar, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we we have to look at David, right? Yes. Um, what does what does the Bible say to us about some of the characteristics um, you think that they displayed, and can you what stands out to you um, with some of them and some of the characteristics that they they displayed? Well. Um... One of the things that David uh, displayed is covering it, covering it up, Mm -hmm. you know, covering up the, the sin, the -hmm. wrongdoing, you know, like you said, he didn't tell her to be quiet, to hurt her. You know, he didn't, he, that's not what he was trying to do. He, he thought he was helping. Mm -hmm. And as you was mentioning a moment ago about him taking care of it. You know, that was his way of taking care of it by not saying anything. And that was not the best move to make for Tamar. Right. And that's what we experience sometime today in leadership. Mm. If a leader is not spiritually led. Oh, that's good. Then they make a lot of bad choices for the Mm -hmm. person thinking that that's the best thing for that person. Give an example about being quiet or being told to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, in my early years of salvation, 
I'm a baby in Christ. I got all of this stuff inside of me, all of this word, all of these questions, all of the, and I'm reading, and I'm, I'm full. I was like Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. And I talk a lot. And today I talk a lot. And I embrace the fact that I talk a lot today because now I understand why I had to talk a lot back then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I was put in the earth to cry loud and spare not, but I didn't know that. So a preacher told me someone that I trusted over my soul, someone that I trusted paying tithes and offerings to, you know, to the church every Sunday. And I remember that preacher telling me, you talk too much. Mm. And I went to one of my girlfriends and I told her what he said and her knowing me, she said, no, you don't talk too much. You just got a lot to talk about. She's in the things you talk about are good things. Mm -hmm. So right then, just even that right there from a leader, that hurt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I could have been shut down. I could have put in place a muzzle mm -hmm. over my mouth. You see? So this is how I'm using it in leadership. Mm -hmm. How he's telling me I'm talking too much because he could not identify with the fact that I was a prophet sent by God. Mm -hmm. We don't know what Tamar's destiny could have been. Right. Had, had this not happened to her. Right. Had David interceded for her like my friend interceded for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Had David spoke up and said something to Tamar like, hey, what he did was wrong. It's unacceptable. Right. Let's call a meeting. Let's bring this together. Let's let's sit down and face to face and talk about it. That is one of the things that don't happen in families today. Oh, that's good. Right. Handling the information. I'll tell anybody, I am not the one to bring that kind of secret to. Mm -hmm. If something has been done to you, like Tamar, I would not be the person to bring that to. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to handle it the way the word of God say we must handle it. Mm -hmm. When you see a brother or a sister overtaken in, in a, a fault, fault. Yeah. those who are spiritual, you, mm -hmm. you, you, you restore them with meekness and kindness and you know, bring them back on the right path. Right. So how do you pronounce his name? The one did the right? Amnon. 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 Uh-huh. The first thing should have been done by David is to go to him. Mm-hmm. Because now your son has fallen. Right. He's fallen from the grace. He's fallen from the, 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 the laws of God. You see. And, and not addressing it. And not addressing it. <laughs> Right. Made right. him linger in his in his sin longer than he needed to be there. Mm -hmm. Because when we as a people learn the truth about things that, you know, is going to lock a person up, lock, lock their souls up. See, rape, molestation, uh, parental neglect, abuse, death at an early age. All of those things are root problems. Mm hmm. So we got all of these symptoms. We got the depression, the anxiety, the drug use, the promiscuous living, you know, uh, physical abuse, you know, going through abusive relationships, the drinking, drugs. All of these things are symptoms of something deeper, deeper correct. that happened. Yeah. Um, so when I think about the, the biblical principles of, and we can look at each of the characters like Amnon was just. So he was, he was so focused on 
lust. All right. It was the mm-hmm. lust of his eyes, the lust of the flesh. He was, yeah. It was the lust that was driving him. Right. Um, when we look at Absalom, it is, again, what you just said, because it was not handled properly, then Absalom gets overtaking, overtaken yeah. by, um, by hatred, you know, because it becomes yeah. a bitter root, you yeah. know, um, when the Bible talks about the fact that he, he didn't say anything good or he didn't say anything bad to right. his brother. Right. You know, it's just like, you know, you, they're living in the house. I know I don't like you. Right. But mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about, it. I know what you did. We're not going to address it. I'm going right. to let that bitter root grow and it grows and it grows and it grow and it grew into hatred. Ooh. Yes. Grew into hatred. Um, for, for Tamar again, because she was silenced and asked not to, to speak then mm-hmm. again, that, that wound to her soul, right. Wow. Never gets an opportunity to get healed. Nope. And then the, I think the final person that I would want to talk about is, is David. Um, and it's like you said, he was the leader. He was the king. Um, but in addition to those things, David did not address Amnon because I think David saw himself and his son. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? David could see if he, when you, when you go back and you read the narrative again, David could, could probably see when Amnon manipulated him to call the girl because David did the same thing. When he was going after Bathsheba, yep, put Uriah on the front line yes. so that he would get killed, so he could get what he wants. Yep. And also, David as the king, and because he also had this desire, this this lust for women, mm-hmm. he didn't commit his sins any longer. What he did was he just married a lot of women so that yeah. he would have access to them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Never got and, delivered. He correct. And so that same, that same curse sin went from him to his son. Yeah. So all of these are, you know, biblical principles that we, we could see. Um, and again, I think one of the, the biggest points that you brought up that I, I really think hit home is this refusal to address the problem, the, yeah. the, this refusal to address the hurt, this refusal, and I'll even take it outside of addressing hurt, this mm-hmm. refusal to address those that we say we love and those that are in our house right. that are going astray and we don't say anything. We don't put the cards on the table and right. say, what you're doing is wrong. What you have done is wrong. Mm-hmm. And if you keep doing it, this is going to be the end result, you know, right. um, that's, that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day, but <laughs> want to keep but it know, I have a, a, a little short personal testimony uh, mm-hmm. about how Tamar went into this place that she went into, mm-hmm. like her whole life. She went through what we would call depression, anxiety, sickness, you know, all the things that she went through mentally. And emotionally mm-hmm. being shut out and, and, and told not to say anything. I know this young lady who uh, was molested by her dad, right? 
mm-hmm. and being a counselor and being someone, you know, that, you know, could, could hear these stories and understand these stories. Mm-hmm. And as I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing and I'm thinking about this story that happened to this young lady, how her life as the victim, okay, mm-hmm. her father, you know, did some things to her and she was pretty much muzzled because when she shared the story, when she told mm-hmm. what happened to her, the person she told, which was her mom and her mother, you know, I guess seemed to believe, but uh, she learned later that mom, her mom, that her mother did not believe mm. what she had told her and stayed with the dad. Mm-hmm. So she went through life destined. Yeah. Sick. Depression was so, gripped her so much that she never had happiness in her life. She never prospered mm-hmm. in her life not physically or spiritually she was desolate right so and she left the earth that way what that way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and, go wow. ahead i'm sorry i was gonna say so just holding this stuff destroys your life and one of the reasons that it does that, and I'm glad you, you've brought us full circle now, but one of the reasons that it does that, as we heard about Tamar's, um, the description of her life, of her being desolate and being empty, two things, Tamar's soul was wounded. Okay, you you have your body. Yes, her body was assaulted. Her body was wounded. But in addition to her body being wounded, her soul, yes, her mind, her will, her emotions, yes, was wounded. And a lot of times we forget about the soul. That's it. Right? You know. And the thing that God cares about is our soul. soul. And this, this has taken me in a whole, yes. a whole different conversation or realm. Yes. Your body, when you leave here, your body is going back to the ground, to the dust, yep. right? Your yep. spirit goes back to God because it belongs to God. But your soul, you make the determination about what happens, where it's your soul ends, correct? Know. And so her soul was wounded. Yes. And when your soul is wounded and it becomes a place, your mind, your will, and your emotions become Mm. desolate. Let's apply that to her soul. Let's apply that to her mind. Yeah. Let's apply that to her will, her emotions. She doesn't have a will to do anything. And that's what happened to this young lady I'm talking about. She lost all will to do anything except suffer and be depressed and be Correct. sad and wounded and just throughout her entire life. And it took her to her grave. Because what happens when your soul is wounded and somebody tells you to be quiet or not to say anything, you don't get an opportunity to get your soul healed. And if your soul is wounded and becomes desolate, 
Okay. Remember the scripture that talks about when the house is cleaned, Mm -hmm. how many spirits, demons are able to come Come back and and Mm -hmm. live there. So if you are, if you are barren, nothing, you are devoid. Nothing is in you. Nothing is in your soul. Mm. You are making room for the enemy. It is a door. It is a door. It is a storage. It is a house for those spirits, depression, anxiety, bulimia, uh, anorexia. It is a place that those things can house. Even Prophet Barry, I look at, at, even when people are like overeating, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I used to watch like my 600 pound life or whatever. Like it's because their soul was wounded. And instead of, instead of dealing with the wound, they just, they just feed themselves. Yeah. You know, like alcohol Um, and drugs, same thing because you, you have, you have allowed your soul to be barren, to be empty, yes. right? Yes. Um, and so I think that that is what happened to Tamar. And it's mm-hmm. also what has happened to a lot of people mm-hmm. that we walk around and interact with every day. Yeah. There are millions of people with wounded souls and they yeah cannot get over the wound because they won't talk about it. They won't put it on the table. They won't, as you said, you know, try to restore one. You know, we, who are we, you know, we don't, we don't follow those biblical steps. Because what's going on, um, uh, uh, woman of God is the fact that people don't understand that this destroys the soul mm-hmm. they don't reckon they don't know when, when when you're not spiritually connected to god then these things you won't never know mm-hmm. and i learned this over 10 15 years ago about the about the healing of the soul mm-hmm. you know i sat on an apostle that taught on healing of the soul and that is when i was able to distinguish the difference between you know the 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 three parts you know, mm-hmm. the body, the spirit, and the soul. Some mm-hmm. of them said body, spirit, and mind, mm-hmm. which the mind and the soul is the soul exact is same, thing. same thing. Because right. the mind is what's tormented Yes, from these secret things, from these things that has happened to us. The mind is tormented, which leads, that is the soul. That's why they say, your, you know, your eyes is the window to your soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? You can see, yes. you can, you can. I mean, it's almost like these people in the moment that they see or feel or hear that somebody else went through the same thing. It's like another dagger. Mm-hmm. It's like another dagger, excuse me, <laughs> with them not being able to speak about it. Mm-hmm. So each time they hear it, each time they see it, each time they witness it, it's that trauma over, over and, and over again, over again. Over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. So. so I want to, I want to ask this question to kind of close us out, but so how do you think we should handle hurt? If it, if it's the, if it's been physical hurt or emotional hurt, how do you think we should handle hurt? Uh, what I think first and foremost, excuse me, if you are a believer, okay. Mm-hmm. If you are a believer, a strong believer, okay. The first thing is the word of God. First and foremost, 
You know, it is the word of God. People that are not so much in the church or in the word, my, the first thing I would send them to would be uh, counseling. Okay. Mm-hmm. To counseling. I would send them there first because they don't know spiritual things. They don't have faith. You know, mm-hmm. so you can't just tell them, you know, sister, just read this and they just have faith. You can't mm-hmm. do that with people that's not connected or in tune with the things of God. So I would recommend those that are spiritual, those that are in the word of God, that they would go to the word of God first. OK, to learn what condition you're dealing with or what you what the word says about your situation. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to also recommend that those that are believers, leaders, especially. You always want to take your mind to the doctor. You mm-hmm. always want to take your brain. You want to go and sit down with somebody that studies the mind, that studies the brain. And I'm not talking about a psychic or anything like that. I'm just talking about somebody that is educated in the counseling field. Mm-hmm. You understand? But also someone that is in tune with the spirit of God. So you got two healings in one. You're getting your spirit healed and you're also getting some education in the natural to help you function with what you have been dealt. So counseling, I'm going to recommend for every person, all walks of life, all walks of life. You have to talk this stuff out. And some of you are too ashamed or you're too embarrassed or like Tamar, you've been told to shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. But there are counselors out there, and I am one of those counselors. I'm a pastoral counselor. We are equipped, okay, and have been taken oath that whatever you share, it stays there. Mm-hmm. You can't something you just can't take to a family member, right? Because look what Tate what happened to Tamar when she told David. Mm-hmm. He told her just go on in the house and be quiet. Mm-hmm. So to get this stuff out of you. You have to go and tell somebody. God said, first thing we must do is confess, confess whatever we're going through or what has happened or what we've done wrong. And from there, we can then begin to start to build our lives to where we can be better. You know, I'm I'm one of those people, y'all. God, I've been through Mm -hmm. so much in my life. You know, it doesn't experience some of these, you know, uh, molestations, rapes and things like with friends or family. You know, mm-hmm. I myself, you understand, is going through uh, some of these things on the journey. So I went to counselors, though. Mm-hmm. And that's how I learned that some of the things I had experienced in life and witnessed others experiencing had my soul in captivity. Mm hmm. But it was when I started going to counseling and they could identify with those things, parental neglect, uh, rape, child molestation, mm-hmm. uh, death, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all of those root things that has come and gone in our lives or in my life, I can say. Mm-hmm. You know, I've experienced a lot of these things over the years, whether it was directly with me or someone, or someone that was else. connected to me. It affects right. you the same way as if it was done to you. So if you're that one out there holding somebody's secret. Mm-hmm. Today is your day to release it. Release it. You yeah. tell if they're not ready to tell it, you take that secret back to them and tell them, I don't want your secret anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hold it. If I got to hold it, then I'm going to tell somebody. But however, you got to get that off of you. You have to get it off of you. 
Because look at look at the brother. Uh, what's his name? Ab Absalom. And Absalom. Yes. Look what he yeah. did as a result of having to hold that secret. Mm-hmm. He grew yeah. angry. And hatred. Just hatred. you know, full blown hatred. And he took him out. Yeah. And some of y'all mm -hmm. headed that same way. But today we declare because God decreed that you can be free of those hidden yes. sins. All you have right. to do is open up your mouth and tell somebody. And like I was listening to Jennifer Lewis the other morning, she said, if when you tell the first person, if they don't listen, tell somebody else. That's it. Right. So thank you for sharing that. And I wholeheartedly agree. Um, you need the word of God. You need the spirit of, of God to help you um, if you've been hurt. And then mm -hmm. secondly, well, the spirit of God, because you need to be delivered from it. Yes. Right. And then secondly, even after you've been delivered from it, you still need to go talk to somebody to help yes. you process it. Yes. <laughs> because you have witness. to completely, you have to completely close the door. You know, yes. being delivered means it's up and it's out of your soul. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But you got to make sure that it's sealed after that. Right. Yes. And so I believe that that's what counseling does. It does. Um, and Hebrews 12, chapter 12, mm. verse 12 says, therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mm. So instead of walking around just like this, like you don't have any power to do anything, right? you do. But specifically, the word tells you that you have to lift your hands and strengthen your weak knees. Yes. Make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather healed. Yes. Right. And you and I talked about this yesterday, but it's like, yes. you know, that your, your finger is broken. Your leg is broken. If you don't make it straight, it's mm. going to, it's going to grow crooked. Right. Yes. It's it's going to grow crooked. And when something is crooked, it's what we called wicker or wicked. It becomes wicked. So if if you have a hurt, you need to make sure that you set it straight yes. so that it can heal. Yes. But if you don't set it straight. It's going to result in you. Living a life like Tamar, that's desolate. Living a life like Absalom, that becomes wicked, right? Because he let that bitterness, uh, that bitter root of anger turn into hate, which ended up going, you know, turning into murder. So you, that's what the word of God and that that goes back to you know our instruction like go to the word the word will tell you how to handle it yes right and for the person who has wronged you strive for peace with everyone for the for holiness without which no one can see the lord you you can't so don't let the hurt hurt you yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense Yes. You strive for peace. Yes. One thing that the Lord taught me as I was going through um, this ordeal with these, these people making these false accusations against me, just the Lord kept ministering to me. And I learned mm -hmm. this prophet and uh, just revelation, right? 
the Lord said, vengeance is mine. Vengeance is mine. So if someone has hurt you, understand that it's up to the Lord to repay them. And the Lord ministered to me. He said, Vanessa, if you want to handle the revenge, it means that you are taking it out of my hand. You are stealing it from me. Yes. Because the vengeance, God says, belongs to him. It's in his hand. And if you take it out, you are stealing from God what rightfully belongs to him. Absolutely. And so I said, okay, Lord, I'm leaving it alone. I don't like how this feels. It's not, it's not the kind of, it's not the vengeance that I would have done, but I really don't know. I really don't know how it's going to play out yet because God is not finished. Do you understand what I'm saying? It belongs to him. So even if you, even if someone's hurt you, doesn't matter how they've hurt you. The word of uh, the word of the Lord will Mm -hmm. lead you in the right direction. And please make sure that you talk to a counselor. Mm -hmm. And I would say, please make sure that you talk to a a spiritual counselor that can help guide you through. It it makes all the difference in the world. Oh yeah. It does. does. Well, Prophet Barry, thank you so much for joining me. Listen, it was my pleasure. Thank you for inviting (laughs) me. (laughs) Thank you everyone for joining us this week. Please make sure that you download the Omega podcast on Spotify. Check out the notes section and there's a link that will allow you to support the podcast by subscribing. And don't forget, you can now find the Amago podcast on YouTube. The at symbol Amago him. You can find many of the videos on the Amago channel. And please subscribe to the page and make sure you hit the notification button so you'll always know when there is a new video posted. You can visit my website at Omega Hem to check out my coaching and leadership development services. And you can also find me on Instagram at Omega or join me on Facebook by typing I-M-A-G-O. Be sure to like and share my weekly reels and posts. You may email me at omegohem at gmail.com, especially if you would like to get in touch with Prophet Barry, or if you would like to talk or get more information about counseling services. We'll see you next week. And until then, we shall be just like him. Yes.